It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today we have a very special guest. This man has been one of my favorite guys to watch growing up since I was a kid. He is an NFL athlete, tremendous person. He is a Hall of Famer. Guys, please help us welcome the one and only Brian Erlacher. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. No, you're welcome, man, and I appreciate you coming on, man. It's uh, it's definitely for an sure. honor to be able to talk to you, get to know you, and uh, see how everything's going for you today, man. So I really appreciate that. No problem. Looking forward. To I've been doing so much Zoom stuff with everything going on. It's so much easier now. I never would have done it before because everything's on the phone or in person. Now it's just so much easier to jump on a Zoom call and get this stuff done. Yeah, we were talking about that, too, when we started the podcast. We were like, you know, man, what a – I mean – with as shitty of a situation as it's been for so many people, for us, like starting the podcast has been great because we've been we've been able to you know get in front of uh, and have a bunch of people on like yourself. It's been you know a tremendous opportunity for for us and for the podcast and our listeners as well. So again, one more time, thanks for coming on. We we appreciate for it for sure, man. It's been uh, it's you know, it's been crazy to think like you know, I used to watch you absolutely annihilate people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the backfield, across you know, across the field, yeah. I, no one ran a drag route on you. <laughs> you know, how we, how uh, we, we were good on defense, man. We had a bunch of good players on defense. We we uh, we you know what we did is we got to the football, man. We had a lot of guys who who ran to the football because if you didn't run, you weren't gonna play for Lovey. So we had guys that ran to the football <laughs> every single play, uh, whether we screwed up or not. We were gonna have eleven guys at the football. Yeah, and you uh, you played in a Super Bowl down here, right? The, yeah. the Super Bowl yeah, you played was down here. How? Uh, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you, you, would you say the rain had a huge factor? No, our the way we played had a big factor <laughs> in it. You know, our defense shit the bed that game. Uh, I, I'll take sole responsibility. It, it was our defense. We didn't play well that game. You know, Peyton played pretty well. Devin runs the first kickoff back of the game. You know, hundred or ninety something yards, whatever that. it was, ninety eight yards. And then we didn't do well after that. But it was just our defense. We gave up four hundred and fifty yards. You know, two hundred yards rushing. Should have played better. The, the rain didn't affect them, so it shouldn't affect us either. Do you come from a big football family? Like, your did do you have brothers, or did your dad play? Well, my parent, my mom. I'm sorry, my mom didn't play either. Actually, <laughs> my, my <dad laughs> play. no. My I have an uncle that played in, in college a little bit up in Washington. My brother played after I played. Uh, I'm the oldest brother, but no. I mean, it wasn't a big deal growing up. Pretty athletic family, but no, mm. nothing really. We weren't big. I'm, I'm sorry. The rest of my family is not very big. I'm the biggest in my family. But I think my dad was like 5'11", 6 feet. My uncle's probably 6 feet. My brother's 6 feet. So I'm, I'm, I'm the odd one out there, 6'4", 250. I'm the guy that outgrew everybody. That, lucky for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, yeah. Sounds like my <laughs> brother I could, and my family. I could run a little bit too. Yeah, I used to always tell my mom, like, you can, you can. I mean, my dad's like 5'8". I was like, you can find anyone just like a smidge <laughs> taller. <laughs> like, you know? That doesn't matter. My dad was like 5'11". My mom's 5'9". So it's not like they were tall. My my grandpa may have been like 6'1", so it may have been where it came from. But my sister is a 6-footer as well. So we're, we're both oh, wow. my brother's 6'0". Uh, so. I'm glad I'm even... F- Five and a half, five nine. Because my, you hear the side of my dad's family. My grandma's four eleven. My grandpa's five five. Cuban, oh, yeah, yeah. can't be. You're, my, you're and, a giant, bro. Dude, yeah. you're a and, and my brother, I don't know where my brother came out being six two almost. I'm like, I don't know where that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Prosperity, America. It's hard to predict how tall people are going to be. That's mm. weird. Exactly. So, how's everything been for you? You know, since uh, you you retired. I mean, obviously you. You made it into the Hall of Fame, which you know, congratulations! I want to say that Thank to you, your yeah. face. Uh, yeah. What an what an incredible thing to be able to do. I mean, to work so hard, you know, your entire since probably you were five. I'm sure you started yeah. playing football. Uh, how how was that feeling for you? Like standing up there, you know, and, and you know, getting to see your bust and and give that Stressful, speech, bro. You know, the whole, just getting ready, you know, you're up there in front of all the people in the stadium, mind you, and then everyone who's watching, you think there's a lot of people watching on TV. I'm assuming there is. You know, it's just stressful because you work on your speech. You know, we had about five or six months to work on our speeches, and I just didn't want to screw up or leave anybody out, and I did. I let people out because we only had a certain amount of time to get people in, but it's just, it's such a cool experience to, to, to get there. You know, you don't, I didn't play this game to get to the, to the Hall of Fame. I played because I love football. 
it was, man, I enjoy going to work every day. It was a blast. I love my teammates. I love my coaches. I love being in a facility, working out, um, just hanging out with the equipment guys, the trainers. I like being in the facility. But um, to end up in the Hall of Fame, and you, you know, that's, that's that's the culmination right there. That's the, the, the highest you can get for a football player. So I was pretty happy with that. But my speech, I, I just left a couple people out there that I, I didn't mean to, but time well i didn't want to see i didn't i was worried about cutting the guy's time behind me i was trying to be respectful of their time and i should have just done whatever the hell i wanted to do that's what <laughs> afterwards looking back i should have done what i wanted to do because everyone else did mm. well i think regardless everybody out there still knows that you appreciate them and love them uh whether they were mentioned or not i know that they still know that well the people i didn't mention can understand what they mean to me you're exactly right yeah. anthony when you say that because they understand what they mean to me I, didn't, I don't have to go out there and talk about them for them to know what they mean to me in my life so you're right about that so <clears throat> going into um and going into um the uh the after part of your career how was that when you left football like what was that next step for you like wh how what was that thought process with it like let me start a business with it let me enjoy my yeah. retirement um i know you, you were you were on fox sports for, as an analyst yeah. as well so how for was six that months, yeah it was different, you know, because I'm a routine guy. So, you know, football is very routine for, for mm -hmm. those who have played it, you know, any part of their lives or even professionally, you get up, you work out, you go to practice, you eat, you go to bed. And that was my routine for my, for 13 years, even in college, the same thing, you know, you go to class, you go to practice, blah, blah, blah. But man, once I retired, that routine was over with, I was like, Oh shit. Now what? You know, cause you don't, you don't have a plan. I didn't know what to do. I was like, I'm going to hang out with my kids. I'm going to have fun. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, you know, not miss any of their stuff anymore because the weekends, my son played football. I miss all of his games because we had, we had games as well. Uh, same with my daughters, their soccer games, stuff like that. But it, it was hard at first just to, to get a different routine. You know, I, I tried to, to work. Fox was a blast. The, the guys I worked with were amazing, but I'm just not. At that time, I wasn't really a TV guy. I didn't like going on there. And it's hard to be honest on TV. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, because I know I as a that. player, I didn't like it when guys talk shit about me because they didn't yeah. know what I was going through off the field, at home, right. if I was hurt. They had no idea. So who were they to talk about me? So I didn't want to be that guy. So I, I got away from that pretty quickly. But after about the first two years, I settled in. You know, I, I started mountain biking, which I absolutely love. Um, and also got a road bike, too, which is dangerous because there's so many damn cars out there. But mm. uh, I've always golfed. I've always liked to fish down there in Florida where you guys are at. But uh, And my kids are are pretty old, but they're a little bit older now, like 15, 16, and 20. So they keep me busy as well. So uh, we, we've got a pretty nice routine going now for us. That's great. You uh, you get down here often to fish? You As much as I can, Josh. I love it down there, man. I, I may come probably 15 times a year. Oh, nice. Uh, and, you know, great. there's my favorite thing to do is get offshore fishing. We'll go 120 miles offshore. And your phone doesn't work. You've got nothing. You know, hopefully nothing goes wrong out there. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, we got right. the music turned up. We eat. We drink. And we have Ooh. fun. My kids love to fish, too. So it's great. You know, we'll get out there, um, get all sunburned, and come back with a shit ton of fish and, and just have fun out there. Now you're going to make me want to go fish this weekend. I know. I haven't been, I haven't been <laughs> in quite a, I grew, a while. I grew up right off of Lake Ontario, so I grew up my whole life fishing. Oh. So that's pretty cool to hear that you get to do that with your kids. Deep sea uh, fishing is a different animal. You know, yeah, like not fun. fresh water is so completely different. different. Yeah, completely yeah, because different. you know, in the, in the ocean, every time I bait it to the bottom, something's pulling on it. I, don't, I mean, I catch it, but something's gonna bite that damn hook pretty quick. So it's just yeah. it's fun. It's different. Um, you never know what you're gonna pull. You may catch one fish to start out and pull another one in because <laughs> I, I gotta, might eat that one on the way. True. Out. Yeah, I gotta ask point. you because you're a strong guy. How strong are those fishes? Oh, they're rough, bro. They're pretty damn strong. <laughs> they're you rough. Know, if you get them on the right pole, you can handle most of them. But man, if you get a big boy, you get a 50, 60 pound grouper on a little spinner, you're in for oh, a fight. Gonna, if, yeah. you, if you catch them at all, or an amberjack or a cobia, you know, you get those big boys on there. It's a, it's a good fight, a yeah. permit, whatever it is. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even like where I'm from, like we have a lot of like small and largemouth bass and and pike. Like you get a you get a big yeah. like three three foot they long pull. pike. Like yeah, they'll pull. Yeah, you're they'll in for a ride. Up. Yeah, I've seen it's some so of the fun. fishes. These, I love these guys it, man. It's, it's a blast. Mm -hmm. Do you hunt too at all, or you just fish mostly? No, I haven't been. I was never. I'll shoot some birds, some pheasants, you know, dove every once. So I'm just not a big hunter. I, the big game. I my all my uncles hunt. I just I'll go with them. I just can't pull the trigger, man. I feel no. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big baby when it comes to. I think they're so cute. I just can't do it. I, I'll eat them. I, I'm not. Mm. It's the best meat, just, uh, venison. Yeah. Sorry, it's Peter, but like you, you, uh, you guys take them out. I'll just eat it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, I'm your, yeah. I'm your guy that takes care of the food. That's oh, great. Man, love that. Yeah. And how about your kids? Like, um, you know, now that you're involved more with it, you're spending more time with it. How's that changed? Like, what are some of the things you do now with your kids? Especially, I know you mentioned even after this, you're gonna pick up your, 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 your girls. You said right. 
Yeah, my daughter's and she's a sophomore in high school. So it's just just being around more is the main thing. You know, I don't have a lot of pull on my time, which is great. Uh, so I have a daughter who's a sophomore at KU. Uh, she gets straight A's. She doesn't play sports. It's great. She's just super smart. My middle daughter, uh, Riley, she's a sophomore at high, in high school down here. Super athletic. Uh, she tore her U- UCL Ooh, uh, a couple wow. years ago. She's recovering from Nashville, but she's a beast. beast yeah. And my son is a freshman, and he plays uh, plays football. Oh, so nice. What position? Just trying to be around for them and, and you know, just – just be here and whatever they need. You know, my son used to think I was an idiot when he asked me football questions, and now he's finally starting to realize that. No, just a little just bit. Just a little bit, football. yeah. So yeah. it's fun for him to bounce his questions off oh, me. We man. have some good talks. Not about, like, we'll talk about defenses, about coverages. He, he wants to know, like, in-depth stuff, which I, which I can appreciate as a guy. That's awesome. Yeah, like I mean, details as well. What, what position a- does he play? He plays corner, but he's not for long. He's too big. He played. He started on the varsity as a freshman. Okay. He's going to grow out of corner really quick. He's 5'10", 170 right now. Think safety. That'll he's change. Safety. Yeah. He's I'm what, sorry? 13? Safety? safety, maybe? No, he's 15. Yeah, he's, a, 15. he's a sophomore. Okay. I'm sorry, freshman. I get him all mixed up. But, yeah, he's 15, and he's going to grow out. Of, he'll probably be a safety, I would think, by the time he gets out of high school, just like I was. That's awesome. So I want to ask you, what are some of the things, like, obviously, you know, in football, you got, you know, learning the plays, film. Um, we got all the, you know, the technical stuff that we learn in football. But what are some of the things that you teach your son that are good discipline stuff in life that are applicable to football? Because I'm sure, obviously, you've gone through a lot and you've been able to learn yeah. a lot and apply a lot into your game. So here's the thing I always tell him. I'm like, I don't care how you play. I don't care if you play good or bad, but you better play hard. If you're out there on the field, there's no place off. There's no relaxing. There's no, you know, you're out there for a reason. I understand you're going to screw up. I screwed up too. Everyone screws up, but screw up full speed. Love That's that. the one thing I can't deal with. I, I can deal with mistakes because they're going to happen. I'm talking about physical, mental. I get it. But you better run today in football. I don't care what is going on on any play. Your effort better be a thousand miles an hour. And your attitude, those are two things you can control in football. That's it. Everything else, you don't know what's going to happen on the play, but your attitude and your effort, you can control that. And he's pretty good. He stays in the game pretty much, you know. So I feel like I was success, mostly successful because, like, when, that, when the last play was over, I didn't care about it. it whether I, may, I sacked the quarterback, pick, missed the tackle, got ran over, I didn't care. That play was over. I'm on to the next play. Whatever happened, I'm good, bad, indifferent. Learn from it. Go on to the next play. That's why I feel like I, had, I was that next play mentality. Just, you know, you got the most important play in football is the next play. And I try and tell him that as well. Um, it's not a great life lesson, but it's good on the football. Sometimes field. though, sometimes it can be. I feel like so, sometimes, but sometimes you get your ass in a bind too. But it's true, much better <laughs> yeah, true on the football field than it is in life. Do you think that that's just ingrained in in you as like a as a person uh, because of how much football you've played, or is it something that you know is kind of like instilled in you from your family, where it's just you know like we got to keep plugging along, blue collar. Type I think of. a little bit of both, honestly. You know, we we didn't grow up the greatest childhood. My parents were amazing. But we didn't have a lot. You know, we, we, we worked for everything we got. My parents did just as well as us kids. But, you know, in football, same way. You Everything you, you get in football, you work for it. There are some guys who are pretty damn talented who can get away with it. But at some point, you're, you're going to get exposed. So I think the more work you put in, the better off you're going to be in the long run. So I'm, I'm sure you've come across a lot of that in the league, both in college and, and in NFL, where I'm sure you've seen a lot of talented guys who probably had the potential to be some of the best. And just because of that work ethic, it's not there. Yeah. Would you say that the work ethic does really outweigh at a certain point when you're in the league over the talent? Yeah. So uh, here, here's the thing I was. So, so Lance Briggs ran like a four, seven, five at the combine. Not great for a linebacker, you know, not super fast, but Lance Briggs played at four, five. Does that make sense? So when the ball was snapped, Lance could process information so damn fast um, and get to the football. He didn't run a 4-7 on Sundays, I'll tell you that much. He ran a (laughs) 4-4 or 4-5 on Sundays. So just to be able to – not just being athletic, but process information is a big deal as well. However, you know, Lance is the most instinctive guy I've ever been around. You know, he he saw the plays and he could dissect it super fast. Didn't always go to the right spot, but my man was there in a hurry. (laughs) So – but you know, athletically, there's a lot. There's so many guys athletically who just can't cut it because the thing, things happen so fast out there. You've got to be prepared. Um, and if if you're if you're pausing, you're not playing fast. Uh, so, like I said, if you're if you're running, not too many guys can run a four seven of the combine and play a four five. So like that, they- that's a good thing. Play. Play faster. It's like they always yeah. say, right? Um, you got your um, you got your combine speed, and then you got your football speed, right? <laughs> You're exactly right. You know, because a lot of guys can run a four two at the combine, but they play at four four, 
that's not good. I mean, four four is pretty fast, but if you ran a four two, play a four two in the game then. Yeah. Uh, yeah thinking the the part of the the thinking part, people don't add that in there when you're running your forty. In in things like you know, I mean, we're gonna get a little technical here. I I worked as a, as an equipment manager at Syracuse when I was in college. So oh nice. Uh, yeah, and uh, I I was always curious. I mean, I worked mostly with the offense, but I was always curious with like defense. And I mean, you're perfect to ask. Um, you know. You're talking about instinct and, and preparation. How much of like you going through pre-snap reads and like really coming up with like okay they're maybe going to like run the a gap or or whatever. How much of that is in like watching game film and how much of it is just like you've been through this situation so many times in your life that you're just like I have a feeling based off of yeah. the down and distance or whatever it is that they're going to run a gap. Yeah, you got to take everything in consideration pre-snap. You know, obviously, you know down distance no matter what. You don't have to look at the sticks. You know how many yards they gained. A good football players know how many yards they gained every down. You don't look at the sticks. You know down distance is a given. Um, so I watched film, a lot of film early on in my career, and I would find myself guessing on Sundays. Does that make sense? I go out there, I see a formation. Oh, this play's coming. Uh-huh. Oh, shit, they didn't run that play. I was a step behind because I thought that this was going to happen. So I watched actually less film the older I got because – our defense was so simple that, you know, you have a gap, you have a pass, whatever, whatever the situation is, you have a pass responsibility, but you just, I, I thought I played better when I just reacted to what I saw. You know, you always have every formation, they can only run a certain amount of plays out of, you know, whether it's the A-gap, power, toss, whatever, you know, so I knew my job was every play. I knew what my key was, and my key took me to the football. So mm-hmm. I keyed in on that, and whenever the ball was snapped, I, I tried, early on in my career, I overran a bunch of plays because I got so excited. I would see a play and be like, I'm gone. <laughs> well, shit, I had to stop and run back in because I overran the play. So I tried to be patient because I, I luckily I was pretty fast for my size and I just had to be patient and, and kind of let the, the play develop a little bit and then go make, try and make a play. But less film was actually was better for me because I would actually rely on my instincts and what I saw to take me to the football. Right. It's always something that, I mean, I was never like in the meeting room. So it was always something that I, uh, you know, I, I was always curious about like how, at what point does it become counterproductive for you to just be like, they always hear like, oh, you know, Brady's in the film room, like all day, like Peyton, they're, they're sleeping in there. Are different. You know? Yeah. For them, I can, yeah, I get it. Right. Different. Cause you got to know still, everybody, the position, yeah, what you guys are doing. Same with middle linebacker. You have to know whatever, I knew what everyone else was doing on our defense, which mm-hmm. is your job as well. But quarterbacks much different. They're looking at a depth of a, sa- a safety, a corner stance, maybe a, a, someone's tipping some, and there are tips on the offensive line as well, right. but I don't want to pay attention to those tips because I'm going to play what I see. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there may be a tip and it may screw me up a play or two, and I don't, I don't need that. But quarterbacks, different different animals. Same with the center as well. they got to be on the same page. So uh, a lot of times you get your quarterbacks and centers watching film together so they know who to point out is the mic, uh, what the safeties are doing here and there. So different story. I know Tom Brady busts his ass. That dude's in there. Oh, five, my five, every I day. mean, you don't win he seven Super Bowls. <laughs> You know. There's a reason he's as good as he is, and he puts the time in. Obviously, he's gifted throwing the football, but up here, you're not going to find anybody better. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, seven Super Bowls, fucking it's amazing. Insa- I, I, insane. So we were drafted the same year. It's crazy. Really? Two thousand? You were drafted in 2000? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Crazy, yeah. yeah. It's crazy, man. Insane. He's a badass. Playing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah, are playing at a high level. And yeah, like, really. Like, I mean, they're like, so, Brady, you coming back? Yeah, we're coming back. Yeah, yeah we're running back. back. <laughs> running back. Why, <laughs> why wouldn't he? I mean, right. the, I think everyone on that team is pretty much coming back. They may lose a couple guys, but man, he just, that's a, the team before they won the year before, seven, six games. Yeah, they, I think seven. Yeah. They went so seven they made the same, pretty much the same team, uh, except. That uh, Winfield, they drafted the rookie who was really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much the same team. And they yeah. were Super Bowl. And they were trying Crazy. to figure out during the season because there was moments that they weren't looking too hot. They yeah, first half they were trying to figure out. First half wasn't great. Yeah, and then they got hot at the right time. Like you, see, you usually see that in the playoffs. So the good teams are at the end of the season. They get yeah. hot, and they just roll through the playoffs. Mm. It's crazy. Look what happened to Steelers. They were all hot all year, and then they just started losing like four or five games in a row. I know. That was, they, looked, they looked unbeatable early on. They were like 11-0, and they went, what, one in four last so, five games. Yeah, that, that something was, like uh, that. That was tough to watch. It was crazy. I was thinking the, the team that was uh, excited to watch too this year was uh, impressed was the Bills. You know, seeing how far they I got. I love the Bills. And, yeah. It's music to my it's ears, man. That's, man. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Dolphin fan, but, you know. They, <laughs> okay, yeah. I grew up, listen, I grew up going to Bills games and just watching them get fucking ass pounded by with J.P. Lossman behind center. And oh, this is, I was going to say. What yeah, the, not enough. Ba- wait, this is, yeah. this is back in the day. Back when, this is like, I remember, I think, like, my first game, this was when Bledsoe played for them. I was like, oh, oh Jesus. Back. Oh, shit. Yeah, this was back. pretty good when he played there. Yeah, he wasn't. I, I mean, this was, like, towards the tail end of the Buffalo career for him, so I don't think, gotcha. you know. I don't think it was so So I hot. went to the, the Bills playoff game two years ago versus Houston. So my linebacker mm. coach, Coach Babich, 
who coached me my last nine years in Chicago, is now the linebackers coach in Buffalo. Oh, great. So I, we went to watch them play against Houston when they, they got beat you know, at the end of the game there uh, two years ago. But huge, huge Buffalo fan. Uh, Josh Allen's top three, top four quarterback in the NFL, That's in my opinion. Just did, you got talent. to play there? You Did you like playing there in Buffalo? How was that yeah, for you? We, I think I only played there once, and it was early, like 2001 or two. Wow. Okay. Oh, no, my rookie year we played there when Flutie was a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> we played there again in uh, 02, um, who the quarterback was. But, yeah, it's, it's a neat – their fans are unbelievable. Did you play in the cold? Uh, the Bills Mafia. I, I, I've been trying to tell Did him it's the, the best tailgate. It's the best tailgate in all of football. I'm, I wouldn't know. I'll take your word for it. But yeah. it's, I mean, their, their fans are, um, the, how about the, all those, the donations and stuff they do for other players and shit like that. That's oh yeah. Phenomenal. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, the Buffalo community is crazy when it comes to the bills. They love, they it's love a the small bills. community. There's mm. not a lot of people live in that town and they, they love their bills. Right? Yeah. I don't blame them right now. It's easy to be a bills fan too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> who was yeah. the, uh, who's the team that you, you really, really hated? I mean, the Vikings seems like a pretty obvious one. But was there yeah. like an outlier or you were just like, was you know, Green Bay I, I really, yeah, I guess Green Bay, right? So obviously Green Bay was our biggest rival. Uh, Minnesota got there too at the end of my career because they were pretty good there for a while. Uh, but Green Bay, and all the teams in our division, you know, Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota, we didn't like, hate's a strong word, but we didn't, yeah. we did not enjoy them very much. We, uh, you know, what's frustrating about Green Bay is they go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> you, know, you know, I got I, my 13 years. We have 22 different starting quarterbacks in Chicago. I know you got to two in Green Bay. Yeah. Stupid. You got to shit into the stick there, man. It's not fair, man. It's not mm. fair. I got to ask you something because I I feel like I see this, and obviously, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of like very talented players coming into the league, and even bigger and faster, but. I don't know. I feel like there's this essence from football back in, you know, especially when you're playing in your prime. Like, I just feel like it was different. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel that the game was just a different game. Well, you can it hit people. Different now. Well, you can't hit anymore. So it's mm -hmm. different in that aspect. <laughs> you know, uh, it's an offensive game these days. You know, you don't, you don't see a lot of great defenses anymore. There are some really good defenses still, but you're not going to see a defense dominate. Well, I say that, but then look what Tampa Bay did in the Super Bowl. True. So yeah, let true. me see. Hold on. Those two it's linebackers, just, uh, man, they were all over the I, place. Those dudes, Devin White can fly. Oh, he's a monster. He might play a four one. That guy's a beast. Anyway, and then their four, their D lineman, Sue, Pierre Paul, yep. and Shaq Barrett. Those dudes all went off in the Super Bowl. Anyway, uh, it's, it is a different game because the physicality aspect is much different now. You know, with the hits, you know, you may be a quarterback and not get hit all, all game long because of, not just because guys are scared, but it's hard to get to the quarterbacks and, and Brady, especially because the ball is gone like that. They know what you're running. The ball's out so fast. Um, it's a different game. You know, they don't spend as much time in the offseason together as, as we used to. Uh, training camp, you can't really hit anymore. So just, just a different game than it was, uh, you know, 10, 12 years ago when I played. Did the did training camp change a lot for you from, like, your rookie year to when you, you know, when you retired? Like, or was it kind of after that that they, that they kind of took It was after. It? So we still had two days when I, uh, at my last season, and I think they cut that out two or three years after I retired. Now they have – They'll have a walkthrough and a practice, I think, now. But we still had two days uh, my, my whole career, which, you know, I can't imagine not going to training camp on every two days. So I would have loved to play in today's era. You know, these guys are going to play for a long time. That's a good thing. You know, I think for sure prolonging guys' careers is a good thing. But it's, at some point, you got to get the work in during training camp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How how was it for you coming in to Chicago, right, playing linebacker? I mean, when you think about Chicago and you think about the Bears – you think about all the great linebackers that they had. Yeah. yeah. How was it for you, you know, having to come in, you know, try, you know, people pr probably expecting some some big things from you, you know, once you started to show some promising in early in your career. And then, you know, to be able to really come through for the city of Chicago like that and, and play at such a high level for such a long time. Gotta, stick with them your whole career. Yeah. Right. Phenomenal. Yeah, I was, uh, that's what I'm most proud of. Yeah. That is, but I played there 13 years and not go anywhere else, but, what a great city to play defense in. You know, I didn't, growing up, I wasn't a Bears fan. I was a Cowboys fan growing up in New Mexico. But I didn't know a lot about the Bears when I got – I didn't know about the history of their defense until I got there. I learned very quickly how important it is to be good on defense there, especially at linebacker. You know, I, I kind of shit the bed during my first training camp. I, uh, I They put me at Sam linebacker. So I didn't play Mike until week two of the season when our guy got hurt and then coach threw me in there. But I was a Sam linebacker. Uh, I got beat out second week of preseason by Roosevelt Colvin. He should have never been on the he, – he should have started the whole time. I was terrible at Sam. I just – you know, Sam, you're on the line. You're mm. jamming the tight end, and that's about it. You don't really get to run around. And I feel like I was a space guy. I need, I need a space to, to be an athlete, this and that. But Rosie beat me out. 
didn't start my first two games. And then Barry Minner got hurt at Tampa in the second quarter of our second game. And Coach Bosch says, go play Mike. I was like, I, I've never played Mike. I don't know what to do. He goes, just call the defense and run to the ball. And that's what I did. And I started every game after that. So I, uh, but you look at the history of, the, of, you know, Bill George, Dick Buckus, Mike Singletary. There's so many great players that have played there. Uh, and not just the middle linebacker. There's, I mean, all linebacker positions, you know, D uh, Doug Buffon, Otis Wilson, Wilbur Marshall. I can go on at Lance Briggs. There's a ton of guys that have played there that, that you that come to the top of your head when you think about Bears football, Bears defense especially. Oh, some of the some of the oh, best legends. memories I have of football as a kid. yourself. <laughs> I mean, dude, just yeah, watching you, you fly. Like yeah. I said before, like when we, when we started the podcast, like watching you fly around as a kid, like got me fucking hyped to be able to you know go out there on my varsity team and be like, all right, well, you know, I played middle linebacker, so I was like, all right, can I go and fucking uh. crack some skulls, like, you know, or or am I gonna like oh, yeah. show out and am I gonna get free train? Like, no, fuck that. I'm gonna go around. I'm gonna Let's fly go. around. Yeah, yeah. It, it was so fun, man. I, I feel like playing Sundays was a reward. For, for with the work you put in during the week. So Sundays was, was Sundays was fun as shit, man. And, and then it win, lose, draw them out. We had fun out there on Sundays, man. We had a good time. We had some great guys out there. Um, and we competed every week. You know, we didn't always win. We didn't, it wasn't always pretty, but we damn sure competed. Uh, whoever was out there, no, they knew they were in a game because we, we were physical uh, every, every year of my career. We had a good, good players. I'll never forget that in high school, because I remember you were always one of my favorite players. I'll never forget in high school, I wanted your number in my high school team, I got it. And I remember Ooh. that there was, I had gotten it, but this is what happened. It's crazy. Um, I had gotten it for like a game or two. And I remember that immediately brought in um, this guy who was older from another, they had moved him from like one of the top schools in Miami. And he yeah. wanted the number, took the number. And I was like, oh, damn. Man. I got 50. Upper and then I ended up, bro, I ended up getting cool. 52. <laughs> I got 52. I was like, all right, I'll get Ray Lewis. I was hey, like, that's I'll a take that. Number two. <laughs> yeah, but, you know what's funny about my number is I didn't pick it. I showed up. Oh, yeah. Rookie. And I went to my locker, and there was 54. I was like, okay, here's my number. Yep. That was it. <laughs> Stuck to <laughs> no it. decision to be made there. That's what I was. No, that's awesome. And it's funny that you, it's funny that you said that because you know what's funny? I feel like now, every now and then, like a lot of people are very about like battling for the number when they go into like teams and stuff. Yeah. But it's cool when you hear the stories from like some of the tops and greatest like yourself. You're like, hey, I just took the number and I made the number. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I, I I was number 44 in college and I couldn't wear 44. It's a great uh, number. Back then, that was a great. <laughs> that number. is a great, great number. Sweet. My favorite number is number 11. That was my. That's high my favorite number. Number, number seven, really? seven and 11 are my two favorite numbers. So he loves 7-Elevens because they're, they're open late night. Throwing the dice over there, yeah. I got you. Um, we, uh, I, I was 11 in high school. That wasn't – when I got to college, a kicker had number 11, so I couldn't get number – Always over. a kicker. Yeah, Always kickers. a quarterback. Uh, yeah, and my sophomore year, I got number 44, and then I got to NFL. They, they just gave me 54, and that's okay. what it was. That's what I was stuck with. That's pretty cool. It's funny because, like, most – you see a lot of times the college guys get their number in, in NFL if they're, like – In the NFL. Yeah. Mm. Well, I wasn't a big time college player. Plus, forty four would have been hard to, you know, playing linebacker. You can't wear forty. Well, now you can, but back then you couldn't because of I don't know why. Because they told me I couldn't. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Plus, we had Curtis and Curtis Enos had number forty four my rookie year, so he was wearing it. That's funny. Yeah. So, moving forward now, what are some of the things you got going on for you now? What are some of the new stuff you got maybe going for you? Are you doing anything, anything uh, special you got going on that you want to talk about? Definitely would love to jump into that or anything yeah. with your family. I'm chasing my kids around. They're finally, <laughs> my youngest one's going to be driving soon. Thank goodness. I'm a, like a Ooh. Uber who doesn't get paid is what I do. <laughs> I drive around all day, bro. I feel like my son practices 55 times a day. <laughs> back and forth, back and That's forth. Uh, yeah, more appreciation for the, for your parents. I'm sure For my parents, cause we yeah. had, we, we had three of us who played sports. So I can't imagine running three kids around, you know, back to back to back. But you know, like I said earlier, I love to fish. I love to golf. Um, I mount, try and ride my mountain bike every day or my road bike. Just mm. I'll do the mountains three or four days in a row. Then I'll take a day off and jump on the road and do 45, 50 miles on the road. How's that been going for you? I mean, you're still a pretty big really? guy, right? Like, I mean, what? I still, so I weigh 250. I really I haven't touched the weight. Shit, I don't even know. Probably six, seven months. Really? Just riding a lot? As long as I don't get fat. I'm good to go. <laughs> there that's, we go. So I'll, I'll ride my bike and I'll burn, you know, 1,500, 2,000 calories. And I really like to eat. So that's okay. why I ride my bike so much because I like, first of all, I like to listen to my headphones and ride and just pedal. Mm -hmm. And I like to eat oh, what man, I want to eat. I love so, eating too, man. Me too. That's why I ride my bike so much. <laughs> I love no, but you, I, I, listen, 
He's different. I've been around a lot of college football players. My, he eats like a lineman. I swear to God. I'm like, it's un, unreal. As long as you can get away with it, keep doing it. <laughs> It's, I, it's crazy. I, it's, it's bad, and it's it gone in a set. It's gone in a heartbeat too. I'm it is like, unbelievable. Be that way forever. Enjoy it while you can, because it won't be that way. <laughs> yeah. That's why I have to ride fifty miles a day to get that damn food off me. Yes. I remember in high school, my dad used to get so pissed. He'd be like, "Anthony, stop eating with your eyes, bro. You don't even stop breathe with your eyes. <laughs> you don't even breathe." <laughs> well, and and that's what I was weighing like two twenty five in high school when I played football. Oh, you're like Yeah, it was. Yeah, we were fat boys back yeah, in the we day. Were, I was 195 pounds my senior year. And I was 6'4", 195. I was 5'10", 220, yeah, I, I think. Was a, I was like 5'8", 225. Yeah. yeah. I was playing the end. I worked on a farm. Yeah, we were, we were, I was a so farm I, boy. but I still didn't gain any weight. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating a lot of chicken tenders. I, were, I was in a single, my mom was a single parent, so it was a lot of like, uh, go to the store and get some food for yourself. Yeah, I ate what I could, man. We just, uh, it was different when I grew up, but man, you guys were sick. See, I find, yeah. I find, it, I find yeah. it hilarious because I laugh when I hear like from other friends, like other guys in the NFL or like other friends, we have athletes and like that, you know, played pro and they're like, dude, how the hell were you that big in high school? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you're huge. And they're like, dude, I wish I could have been that big in high school. I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, it was pretty common. It was pretty common for like the, the offensive and defensive line to be like 250, 300. Yeah. In high school? In high school. Right, yeah. I guess so not I not a not a strong 250 300 though. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like a sloppy. Yeah, like you. a like a I'm just going to get in the way type of yeah, two weight. In high school you got you know you take up two guys doing that. Our biggest guy in high school was probably 210 215 pounds. He was probably 59 <laughs> Really? Tall. But he was a good center. But yeah, we just I played center. I played center at 220. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. That's big. You would yeah. have been great in New Mexico. Yeah, really? <laughs> Fuck, dude. I, damn, dude. Damn. And I was in, I was living in New York. I was like, this isn't even a good football state, and I can't even I can't even play. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was trying my, to... son, my son's team. They got like four guys over three hundred pounds on the offensive line. What? what? Jesus. These dude, they had a kid go to uh, Washington State last year. The quarterback went D one the year before. They got some big, big dudes up there, man. Crazy. Wow. I think stressful talking, when your kids the... out there playing against these big. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Stressful. Yeah, you God. know. Yeah, you know better he than anybody. Plays, so he plays corner. So I didn't really get nervous at football games. And when I played, I was just excited. When this dude plays, because he plays corner. So every play, it's like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's going to happen? It's 12. I'm like, oh, man, what are they going to do? Come on, cover two. Please don't cover two. <laughs> it's just it's stressful, man. Plus, he was a freshman last year playing varsity. So. I don't, I don't you got to, like, down. be by yourself on the stands? Are you pretty quiet, like, to yourself? Or are you out there? Word. Yeah, unless – he does something that I'm not fond of effort wise. Mm -hmm. I know he's going to mess up, you know, the other right. stuff. Cool. But if I see him not running, there's going to be some talking. There'll yeah. be some yelling then. That's about Especially it. Especially at corner, you know, yeah. he, you got to run. Yeah. You know, you, you, Charles Tillman ran. This dude probably run 50 miles a game. He ran across the field. Every play, he was never a low thing. I'm like, where, where did you come from, Charles? You got to run deep. You're already <laughs> back here at the ball. What are you doing, man? Um, and if you watch the film, the guy never stopped running. That's what I want him to do. I'm going to show him some film of Charles and what go. he should be doing. That's great. Uh, and I hear corner is one of the hardest positions. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you're like, I don't, I don't know. know. I just hear. I've heard from. How hard is it to guard the, the guy in front of you? What's so hard about True that? True that. True that. <laughs> I'm, just, I guess, I'm right? kidding. I'm glad I don't play corner. I mean, man coverage is stressful as hell. You better have a good D line. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, wow, man. Is this, this is. I'm like this fascinated. Is a, yeah, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, so how skinny I was in high school. What are you fascinated? <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> just a, the so. Fact I mean, that we're here talking about these. Well, things, I'm. It's amazing. I want to like oh God. I'm now. I'm having a brain fart. Of course, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, trust I'm me. Like number one brain. Fart. I'll have a good train of thought. I'm like, I'm, I'm the king knows. of it. I'm the king of it. And of course, we have a podcast. Uh, story of my life, but. Uh, I mean, how does it feel for him, like, knowing, I mean, I guess probably I should ask him, but it, has he, like, sat there and, and ever talked to you? Like, you know, it's it's getting to learn from you the game that you made a career out of, you know? how A little more now. Like like I said earlier, in, in the beginning, he was like, you're a dumbass. He wouldn't say that, but the way he looked at me, I was like, this dude doesn't think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and um, now more so, the, the older he gets, we do have some good talks about strategies on defense, leverage as a corner. Uh, where to force the football. Like he, he has his coaches. Out. And I said, just do what your coaches tell you. If you have a question about it, we can talk about it, but I want you to play their defense and, and what they teach you to do. Yeah. Now, if I don't agree with it or we don't, you know, you don't like what you're doing, come talk to me and I'll try and talk some sense into you as to why you should be doing that. But uh, he's a smart kid, you know, when it comes, well, for the most part, he's smart uh, football wise. He's, you know, he wants to understand why he's doing certain things, which, uh, which is good. You know, he's a, uh, he's getting bigger. He's 5'10", 170. 
So he's going to put, you know, keep putting weight on, hopefully. Uh, he's bigger. So when I was his age, I was like 5'8", 130. 130? Wow. Really? Wow. <laughs> well, okay, 135. I wasn't big. I mean, you came in as a safety, you said, right? So, like, when did you really put it, yeah. start to put on size? My freshman year, I finished my freshman year at 235. Okay. So once you got yeah, on that so meal plan, trained. you were good. Yeah, so in high school, I went from football to basketball to track. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I never had a chance really to gain weight. I always worked out, but I never had a chance to gain weight. And then my freshman year, I went from football to lifting to eating to to eating and spring ball and just kept doing that. So I gained like 40 pounds my freshman year of good weight. What'd you, what'd you, what event did you run in track? I did everything, dude. <laughs> I did the hurdles, the relays, the one, the two. I qualified for seven events for state track in my senior year. Wow. wow. No wonder why you're so you athletic. That That's crazy. No wonder why you could run around the field. Wow. I brought rain to Mexico. There was a lot of fast people in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. So, what was, <laughs> your, what was your speed? What do you want to know? Like my 40 speed? Yeah. Or like my 200 or my hurdles or my long jump? Right. What do you want to know? We'll know all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't fast. I probably ran like a 22 flat 200, my 100. Maybe 11. I wasn't. I, I mean, wasn't I don't think fast. either of us are running a 22. No. You know what I did was I got the, I started all our relays. I could come out of the blocks flying. So I, I was a good starter for our relays. I started the four by one, the four by two. And we won state my senior year at the, the medley relay. I ran the first 200. Awesome. So, uh, but all my individual events, I sucked at. Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. You got to do the prelims, the finals, mm. and shit, man. Doing five events is wearing you out. How hard is that compared to like football? Like, would you say that it's really hard? I didn't like it. So the reason I did track is so I could stay in shape for football. It's a natural, you know, you, you do it, you try. I told my son the same thing, run track, you're going to get mm. better. But I didn't, I damn sure didn't like it, man. It was, it made me better at football, but damn, it sucked. I hated running, man. Mm. Yeah. Football, football was football is different because it's a different kind of shape than track. You know, you go from football, it's a different shape than basketball, basketball same way. Mm. It's just different. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, you know, when you go to foot, from football to basketball, like, oh, shit, I'm out of shape. You're not, but you're not in basketball shape. Right. Different movement patterns, different, a little bit yes. different energy system. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as a, as a strength coach, it, uh, track, track and field was the best, right? Cause it's all number based and it's individualized for the most part. Yes. You know, like yep. football, we would go in there and be like, okay, well, uh, the, like some people, like we didn't do that well this week and like, it's your fault. Cause they weren't, you know, they weren't in shape and you're like, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? It was my fault. Like we did some fuck, we did three sets of three power cleans and then we like foam rolled. It wasn't not, it was your game plan, you know? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Definitely wasn't your game plan, the guys. But it was my fault. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was the fact that it was the fact that we did. Way. Yeah, <laughs> it's rough. I hate. I have the tightest IT bands in the history of life, and they, our strength coach makes make me damn foam roll those things. Every I hate it. God, it hurts so bad. My <laughs> hamstrings, my quads. Ugh, I hate it. When, when did they actually get you to start foam rolling? Because I know, I know, earlier on in your earlier career, that wasn't that big of a popular. Thing. I didn't stretch, dude. So probably two thousand four, two thousand five. I, I was. I was like a cheetah my first few years. I could, you know, do you ever see a cheetah stretch before it gets some food? Mm -hmm. No, it just goes. That was me until I pulled my hamstring. And then I was like, shit, I got to do something different. And that's when the Bears hired Rusty Jones from your Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. Rusty was in Buffalo for like 20 years. Legend. And we hired him. He changed my career, man. He, he got me flexible. He got me eating better. Mm. Uh, got me thinking about, because I didn't, I ate what I wanted to. I never really thought it was an issue. Until he got there, and I, I, that just changed my whole philosophy on how I was going to treat my body and stretching and all that stuff. I mean, how did training change from the beginning of your career in the NFL, like the the strength and conditioning side of it, to yeah. you know when you were retired? Because it's it yeah. you know over the course of that thirteen years, like the the you field has big, made a tremendous. A big, yeah, you were in a during time period. There was a lot of involvement in in training for sure, and, and mm -hmm. conditioning, and and there's even more now. Oh, you know, I feel like it's less. So when I first got in the league, it was lift as much as you can, push as much weight as you can, um, do as many reps as, with as much weight as possible, just like it was in college. You know, you want to mm -hmm. do as much as you can. But then at some point, you got to start thinking about staying healthy. You know, all that weight on your back or, or on your chest is probably not great for your joints and your ligaments. So um, from, from that point, from, from the beginning to the middle to the end, just more so staying healthy, lifting to, to get more flexible and still get stronger, obviously. But uh, stay stay on the field. That was the number one thing. As our strength coach always tried to do, is keep us on the field. We're gonna get better in the offseason, no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. But stay on the field. Um, you know what? The lift helped me the most is power cleans. I did power cleans my whole career. That's the most explosive lift. It's in a full body lift. It's the most explosive lift you can do. Uh, my, my favorite lift as well. Love it. Yeah, I, I remember in high school too with those coaches like more weight. Let's go. Yeah. 
you know, get your ass out to the floor. on your back and do a squat. Yeah, that's was, smart. That's good for my knees and my lower back. Yeah. I was the same way. That I wanted to do as much as I could. And, you know, well, I tell my son now, I'm like, don't put over 350, 400 pounds mm-hmm. on your back, man. It's, it's well, especially back. as a linebacker, you know, super important that your ass can touch the grass. You know, like oh, you, yeah, were de- yeah, sure. you were definitely in that well, position a lot. Well, how about these guys benching like 450, but how often are you out there bench pressing guys? You're not. You play <laughs> football with your hips and your right, ass. Right, so Well, and you're, you're also not pushing. Like you're not really, most of the time you're probably you not trying to push push the guys away from you. If anything, you're trying yeah, to keep them in tight. It's more like trying yeah. to slap them off you all the damn yeah. time. So um, I was a big leg guy in high school and college, man. I, I, I did, my body was never super strong, but I could, I could power clean a shitload and I could squat pretty good as well. Mm, right, probably why you were such a great athlete. I mean, part of the reason why you're such a great athlete, it really does come from explosive. the hips. You know, yeah, explosive power cleans are explosive as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm, I miss those days. So you really don't, you <laughs> don't, don't, you don't, do you <laughs> now you don't touch weights at all? Is that because like, I know like Mike Tyson <laughs> says like he doesn't really work out cause he, he feels like he's going to turn back into that savage again. Like, is that the same thing with you or you just feel like you, no, you want to try to different... have a desire to lift weights. No, yeah. I don't like it anymore. Yeah, I just don't feel like there's a reason for me to go in there and try to compete and, and get uh, more cut up or, uh, you know, my body is what it is right now. I don't want to get fat. I tell you, I don't want to get fat. That's I right. still That's have right. like a, I got a four pack. The bottom Woo! two are not there. I got the top two rows. That's good enough for me. That, that's for that's the. Na- I mean, at two fifty, I would take a four pack for sure. That's for the Naples trips. That's for the Naples trips, bro. You don't have to worry. About it. I know. <laughs> hey, that is five six. That's it. I'm like five ten and a half. All right, my my license five eleven. You gotta give okay. me my two yeah. extra inches. Yeah. Around yeah. five, gotcha. eight and a half. You gotta yeah. give me my two extra inches yeah. and a half with your heels deal. on with those <laughs> with Pumas. <laughs> um, so you've been doing a lot of doing a lot of mountain biking and, and a little bit of road biking. How? What made you get into that? Was it just not like okay, I got to do something? Or well, I was I was hiking one day. There's mountains back here behind my house, and I was hiking. Uh, so what I did when I retired was I'd get on the treadmill and I'd walk on an incline for half an hour. That was my cardio. Good times. So I needed something different because it's so damn boring on the treadmill. I can't. I can't. Elliptical sucks. Oh, I'd rather boring. put a bullet in my head. Dude, it sucks. So I started doing some hiking back here behind my house, and I saw this guy on a bike. I was like, and he had these big ass fat tires. I was like, ooh, that's badass bike. I said, ooh, what are you doing back here? What, what? Give me some. There's trails, blah blah blah. He's like, yeah. So I went to the bike shop the next day and I bought a bike. And that was probably four or five years ago. And I and now I have seven bikes. Wow, and dude, I, it's just it's addicting for me because it's it's also com- competing. There's a, this app I'm on. You compete against yourself and other people for that day. Okay, and it's just uh, it's fun. I guess I put my headphones on and I just go. It's a blast. You have like a crew that goes with you. Like I I uh, used to train a couple of competitive no. cyclists and and they go in like you know packs of five like and stuff people. on the road. <laughs> on the weekends on on the road I'll ride with my buddy Robert, but mm. I like going by myself. I don't like talking when I ride my bike. So, so do you have in the I app? Like you have in the, your username on the app fifty four, so people know that it's like <laughs> Brian. You that's Brian. You, that's <laughs> that's great. That's and there's perfect. a picture of my dog as my uh I love my, that's great. whatever it's called. That's perfect. Yeah. I love it. No, that's awesome. Yep. Would you ever catch yourself doing any kind of like competing in person with anything of, of what you're doing with any of your training, actually joining something? Mm. No. Oh, I got asked to be in a couple bike races, mountain bike races. So I'm a I'm a rock crusher because I'm two fifty. So my weight class is considered a rock crusher on a mountain bike. So a lot of times they do these these duo races where they need a guy who's Fat at two fifty, so I, I can be their rock crusher. I, I just haven't done one yet with all the uh, stuff happening the last mm-hmm. year. I, they haven't really had any races, so I haven't had a chance to do it. But I do want to do it. But I'd be nervous, man. I get, I don't know how to like tempo. Like, do I just go fast the whole time? Do I? I would I say know. no. I would say, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge cyclist myself, but I would probably yeah. suggest and say probably not. Probably don't. <laughs> but if I'm doing like a, a team race, there everyone goes their distance. I mean, when right. I'm on there, I'm gonna go fast as I can <laughs> so I don't get behind. I mean, what That'd like be, if you're each if you're each doing 50 miles though, then maybe not. You know, 50 miles. Well, maybe on the road. The road's not. That's not bad on the road. But no, the that's mountain, not bad on the road. That's... 20 miles on the mountains is, oh. is, a, is a big deal. Yeah, I did 23 this morning, and damn. But you know, I take break after every seven or eight. I'll take a break and just mm. drink some water and think about some shit. So yeah, it's fun. Now I do want to ask you this because I think it's it's obviously really impressive the fact that you've continued to keep yourself in shape, keep yourself active, and also as well busy doing something that makes you happy. Because um, you do yeah. hear stories from guys who retire and they let themselves go, their weight, you know, their mindset as well, like. Yeah. How how do you really mentally? How did you prepare for that? And like, w- what are some of the things that you've seen that have held some of these guys who retire and put some into this hole? 
So I think that, like I said, the routine, the, the out of the sudden change of your life, if you go from having to work out or, you know, if you want to be good, you have to work out and then not having to, and maybe that desire leaves a lot of guys, but there are also a lot of guys like one of my, one of my old teammates, Olin Cruz weighs 240 right now. Olin played at 300. Wow. He might even be less than that now. And there's a lot of great stories, but there are some stories of guys who go the other way. And I think the, the not having to work out and you never watch what you eat when you play, you just eat because you know, you're going to burn it off. So I think that has a lot to do with it. But for me, you know, working, I'm not working, I'm riding my bike is like therapy for, for my mind. Man, I, I can get out there and ride my bike for two and a half, three hours. I'm just thinking, I'm not, I'm not talking on the phone. I'm not texting. I'm just, I'm just pedaling, you know, which is enjoyable to me. And, and Arizona, man, it's beautiful. The mountains are everywhere. The sky, the sky is always blue. The weather's good. Summertime gets a little warm. I got to go a little earlier, but you know, I still try and get my 25, 30 miles in a day, even the summer. Yeah, you got that dry heat, dry heat out there. That's right. Yeah. We love the dry heat. I don't like we'll take, yeah, we'll take that humidity. <laughs> exactly, that suffocation. I don't like that. <laughs> don't did, like it. did you feel the difference when you would come play in Miami? Hell yes. Well, imagine <laughs> playing in Chicago. So we played there on a Thursday Blizzard. night in, no, in November um, 2010. Dude, it was in Chicago, it's like freezing. And we go down there. Luckily, it was at night, so it wasn't as bad. But you definitely feel the difference. And, and we played a preseason game there, too, one year. It's just humid, man. It's just blah. Well, now, it. now they kind of like sheltered yeah, the sidelines. Of... They like put like a little dome thing over and the new stadium up there. Yeah, yeah. the new yeah. stadium. But before, like if you were if, like if you were sitting in the stands, like, I could imagine the same thing on the sideline. Like, whoo, you were you had to like keep putting sunscreen on. You you're gonna get sunscreen. You can't hide from the humidity either. That's like in the in the in the dry heat. You can find a shade tree and be like okay, <laughs> but the humidity is gonna nah, find you. you. Can't, you're gonna get yeah, sweaty you no can't. matter what. It's funny you said that we were talking about this because I remember every time I go to the games, I would always see the away team had like extra fans, extra <laughs> yes. water, like coolings in their for their pads. Mm. I'm like, it's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy for not played, used to uh, the Florida weather. Tampa used to be in our division early on in my career. The NFC. Uh, Central back when, before it went to the FC North, and we go down. We had you know we played playing home and away early on. Man, we we going to Tampa stunk. It was so humid and hot. And they yeah. always had well, and they I'll, put I'll, us over there jerseys. too. They're smart. They always put us on our dark jerseys. <laughs> they're, they're, they're Wait, warmer, so so they know? pick they that's how they would pick. Well, the home the team old, picks home what color picks. jerseys they want to wear. Interesting, crazy. They're know smart. That. Yeah, I do the same thing, man. <laughs> I would do the same thing too. Yeah, no, I, any advantage you can get. And then, and then, same thing now with Miami having to put the shades up. They were saying if you don't guys don't put the roof up, there's no Super Bowls for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. That was the reason mm-hmm. why they put it. That's why this guy, uh, Stephen Ross, I had to put it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was also part of two because of the rain. It was, one of the biggest things was because of your guys' Super Bowl. Because of our game. Because of your game, oh my Super God. Bowl game. That's one of the reasons why Miami never got a Super Bowl again until after uh, that. Until oh, the, yeah, a couple years ago, they got it right. Yeah, two the, two years ago. Until the Chiefs, yeah. yeah. So it was crazy. Oh. I'm glad we could help the Chiefs out. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, well, you know, yeah, well, you know, I uh, you're uh, sorry, Jesus Christ, I can't talk. Um, Spit it out. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Long day. Uh, I know that we're uh, we're short on time here, and and we don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you got to go pick up your your daughter. Gross, so yeah. I know yeah. Mendes has a couple of questions he wants to ask you. Rapid fire before we wrap go things boom. up. Before we do that, I just want to say one last time. Thank you again, Brian. Super cool uh, getting to talk to you, getting to know a little bit about uh, your personal life and the things that you got going on post-football. Yeah. Uh, always good. Well. Yeah, you always. Know, I appreciate you having me. You guys got some good questions. It's fun. Just like you sort of know what you're talking about, too, which is good. Try, try to a little bit, you know, try to. I only have like a, we only have like a couple a couple actual, you know, one-liners we throw in there about football, and, and that usually yeah, allows it. us to yeah. get through. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're going to get off tangent pretty easy. What's your questions there, Mendez? We got you. All right. Number one, what was your biggest play and favorite play in your career? Oh, man, easy. So 2006, we played at the Jets, and we ended up winning the game 10-0. to So I'm going to give you the – do you want me quick or you want me to just tell you the whole story? You can tell the story. You can tell it. So they're on the eight-yard line going to score. We're up 3-0 to in the game or something like that. Chad playing teams at quarterback. We're running cover two. I opened up to the right, and I knew he was throwing it back left, and I kind of tried to bait him, and I broke left, and I picked the ball. Sweet-ass catch, by the way, for me. I picked it off, ran it back like 45 yards, um, and they didn't. we beat him 10-0. to zero. It was a shutout, but they're already in field goal range there at that point. Um, <clears throat> for me, it's one of my close plays because I showed I had pretty good hands. You know, I kind of debated the quarterback a little bit, ran it back 45 yards, but more importantly, it preserved the shutout. So that was cool to me. And I'm sure there's other more cooler ones, but personally, that's my favorite play. Now, that's now awesome. After this, I'm going to go YouTube and look it up. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you I beat am. me to it. I was about to ask you if you had some good hands. 
And my, <laughs> oh, dude, I got sweet hands. Really good. I should have been a receiver. I should have, first of all, I should have been a quarterback, then maybe receiver. Really? We'll talk about that next oh, time. So you, got an arm. Yeah. you got an arm. I got a rocket. Dude, you should see this. My son would play catch. He's like, dang. Did he ever like battle out in practice playing around with some of the quarterbacks? Oh, we would play. Um, we used to play this game where two, if you 10 yards apart, this is two, this is one. First one to 10 wins. Win by two. Every day. That's all we do. Well, not, no, I'm sorry. When the offense is out there doing their stuff, we, mm. we, we would do that on the sideline uh, as defensive guys. It's a blast. On Love Saturdays, it. we play with the quarterbacks every once in a while. Awesome. I didn't beat them. That's, <laughs> they're good. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, they're probably a little good at that, huh? Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. What was the craziest and wildest experience you ever had in your career? Shit, man. Craziest and wildest. Um, I don't know, man. I miss. I mean, I came from Lewington, New Mexico, a town of 8,000, and I ended up in Chicago, a town of 8 million. That's pretty damn crazy right there, that bro. It's crazy. <laughs> it's wild. But craziest, oh, man, you know, the coolest thing was winning the NFC Championship at Soldier Field. The NFC Championship trophy is the George House trophy. That's what it's called. So George House was our owner of the Bears and our team. So to win that at Soldier Field in 2006, when it starts snowing, they came out and presented us with the George House Trophy at the end of the game. That's pretty damn cool, man. That was one of the coolest moments, I think, of my playing career, just to receive that trophy at Soldier Field uh, with Miss McCaskey, who was George House's daughter. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, on, the, on the podium, it was pretty damn cool. So That's it's incredible. not crazy, but it's pretty cool. It's impactful, for sure. Yeah, it is a big deal. No, that's definitely awesome. Um, so next question for you, final one. What is the biggest okay. piece of advice you can leave off to all our listeners today in one sentence? Oh, man, that's a good question, too. So I was always a big advocate of having fun at doing whatever it was I did. You know, it's not always – it's hard, I think, to, to do it all the time because some people don't like their jobs. I get that. But if you can find some kind of enjoyment in what you're doing – I think you'd be a lot happier person. I really love going to work every day. Um, obviously, I play football. It's a little different. But, man, I enjoyed going to work every day. It was so much fun for me to be there with my teammates, my coaches, my friends. Uh, if you can find some, any enjoyment in what you're doing, I think that's a great thing. Uh, it's not always easy to do, but try and find some, some positiveness and enjoyment in what you're doing, whether it's working or working out or, you know, try, whatever, whatever, it is, whatever it is you do, try and find some kind of enjoyment in it. Uh, I think you'll be a lot happier person. Love that, especially now in today's world. We even oh, more. It's so easy to turn negative, man. People just it's there's especially social media is the worst thing ever happened, man. Yeah. It just it flips on you so quick. Uh, it can be great, obviously, but it's also you yeah. get the the other side of that as well. It's not it's not great. So you use just it try and, and try and be positive, I guess. Yeah, people got to do more of what you're doing. Go outside. That's right. You know? That's right. Well, we live in good spots to be able to do that. I Amen. love going outside. Uh, yeah. My kids are the same way, man. We're a, we're outdoor people. That's great. Well, hopefully one day we can catch you down in Naples fishing. We'll yeah, get you, we'll get you hooked on a forty-pound amberjack. You, no, you have no problem with it. We'll get it on the He's got board. some muscles. They're hiding Ooh. under here somewhere. It doesn't matter how big your muscles are. Right. It's all about <laughs> it's leverage. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Yes. We appreciate you. Thank appreciate you again, you, Brian. Brian. Thank you right, so thanks, much, guys. brother. Take care, man. We'll see you. All right. Until next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to Sweat It Out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.